Welcome back to another episode. I'm Michael. Here are my co-hosts, Dante and Matt. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another thrilling, fantastic episode of your favorite podcast called No Agenda. Yeah, welcome back. I hope you guys are excited to hear us talk. <laughs> All right. So today with us, we have a special guest, Ravi. He's a, a, a initial friend of Matt's and then me and Dante met him later on the road in college. So uh, today we're going to be talking about, you know, his his resale journey and what he does on a daily basis to, to resell shoes and other things. So now introducing Ravi. Thanks for having me, guys. It's our pleasure, man. Happy to spread right, the information. Get... Oh. No, it's okay. All right, so let's get right into it. So, Robbie, just tell us a little bit about what you do. Um. Yeah, so I, I resell sneakers uh, mainly from, like, I go source cheap shoes for, like, deals of Burlington, Marshalls, Nike Outlets, and then sometimes online deals. And then I resell them on, like, apps like eBay, Goat, Mercari, Poshmark, Amazon, stuff like that. Okay, and uh, before we get into a little bit more details about the whole resale industry, correct me if I'm wrong, but were you uh, before you got into reselling, were you doing real estate? Was that something you were? Was that like a career path you were you were following? That that was uh, briefly uh, that was briefly a career path. I was doing like a little reselling on the side, but uh, I was taking classes to become a real estate um, agent because I was thought maybe I'd want to try that because I didn't want to go the college route initially. So I decided to give that a shot. Um, originally, I thought that's what I want to do, but I was more so, I found out later on that I was kind of just doing it because I was trying to figure something else out to do in the meantime. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, um, oh, Dante, you have a question? No, it wasn't a question. I was just reacting. Yeah. Oh, and one oh, no, while we're on the, the topic of you, like, doing re- or real estate before college, um, you said you didn't, feel like going to college like was there like a reasoning behind that did you feel like college wasn't for you or did you feel like you could be successful without going to college um honestly i felt like college wasn't for me like i i really didn't like like classes i didn't i i think i had like kind of focus problems i didn't really want to focus i I couldn't really pay attention studying and i the more i thought of it like i was just like this isn't for me i want to try something else okay and then being around all us college guys, like you were up at UConn pretty much every weekend, if not like every other weekend, did that like change your mind about anything? Like, did you miss like, oh, maybe this is something I want to do? Or like once you set your mind to not go in college, you're just like, it doesn't matter like the environment I'm around. I'm just, this is not for me. Um, For like, yeah, the social part, like that part was definitely like a lot better like to visit because you're obviously not like meeting someone. Like there's not like people, you can't meet new friends at uh, just like home because everyone's at college or whatever. But it definitely, like, for that aspect, I do see, like, why that would have been good. But then also it goes back to, like, I wasn't really interested in it. But it was good. I mean, I had uh, had uh, Matt, who <laughs> always let me stay at their house. And uh, so that was good. So I basically got to fill that aspect. Hey, nice, nice. Um, A little so you said. Oh. No, you go, you go, you go. Um, you said like real estate. It was like um, <clears throat> it was something you wanted to try. It was a career path, but then you strayed away from it, right? Were there other options that you thought about like trying out instead of just that, or was it kind of just your first option? You just went for it. 
Um, I was I was looking researching some stuff like that you could do without going to college, and then I kind of came across that because it was something like you have your own hours, you're kind of working for yourself, and basically you determine how much money you make by how hard you work type of thing. So I was like, I like the idea of it, but and I was always interested in like houses that type of stuff. So I'm like, why not give it a shot? That makes sense for sure. Uh, how Robbie, how'd you get into like resale? Did someone show you, or you just found out about it? Um, basically, I've been in shoes for into shoes probably since like eighth grade, and then I was always into basketball shoes. And then towards senior year, like I started to get into like I would go for the releases on the Nike app. I never would get any of them, but it, it all started in like June 2018. Like I got the they're the Travis Scott Jordan fours. And those were the first shoes I like resold. Um, a few months before that, like I, my mom took me to Marshall's in Burlington. So I was just taking pictures of shoes and just, um, making posts on my, uh, sneaker account just for like posting deals. Like I wasn't thinking about reselling these shoes. So, but those Jordan fours, uh, when I'm like, Oh, I made a hundred dollars. I was like mm-hmm. so happy. And then years later those same shoes go for like twelve hundred dollars so <laughs> it's a little tough but i mean it was a good lesson to learn it helped me uh kick everything off yeah. mm-hmm. so now once you like collect a shoe or find a shoe at burlington or wherever you go do you wait a little bit before you put it like for sale or do you usually just put it up for sale right away um certain shoes if it's like a like a higher tier item, like a lot of people find the same thing at the same time at other ones, but they'll undercut and sell low. Like I'll just set up my price and then I'm fine waiting like months if it takes that. Um, but yeah, so it's, and then certain ones are like ones I want to fire off quicker. Like I'm fine, like just putting those cheaper. It's usually if ones are like, it's like a lower buy cost, but it's just selling in high volume. So I'll take it to just sell for a quick profit, but most items I try and like price a little higher and then just wait out like the low ballers. Okay. I, Do I you ever, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt, you go first this time. Cause I went first last time. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you ever like, cause you have to, you buy the shoes. Do you ever buy shoes and then they end up selling for a lower price? So you like have a, like a, um... you get a negative profit. That that happened in the beginning when I did not know what I was doing. I was picking up like some size fifteen baseball cleats, and then they were like terrible. They sat for literally like two years, and eventually I just sold. Like they, there are these size fourteen D Rose like basketball shoes, and they're they're huge. And they they I literally I remember I made like negative five dollars. Like there's been shoes I've lost money on. Like especially with some of like the newer release stuff. Like. Sometimes you pay retail and then they like if they flop, but that that yeah that mainly happened like at the beginning when I was kind of learning what I was doing. I was just like, oh, I'll just buy this, and then I learned from my mistake and uh, yeah, just keep keep it moving. So you pretty much know like how much you would sell a shoe for. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm I'm willing to just hold on to it if I have to, but um, I pretty much now know like I just in my head like how much I'm gonna price it at and then. Uh, what like offers i would take on it and that guy's a professional nice yeah (laughs) um so you go to like a bunch of different stores right and you sell it a bunch of different websites um yeah so is there a is there a store or two or a website or two that's like you see more profit out of it like you're more likely to find a good shoe at like burlington or something versus like maybe you sell more on amazon or something 
Yeah, my um, when I find a Burlington, like that's pretty much my main store. Like I go to, I just because I know like the ins and outs of those ones, like when they're gonna restock stuff like that. And uh, I pretty much watch out for what other people are finding to see when I should be like going to the stores more often. And then I sell on eBay the most, um, mm. but I usually list all my shoes on like multiple different apps. Are you on resell talk? Like you saying you keep up with what other people do? <laughs> Is that like how? Um, no, not really on TikTok. Just on Instagram. Like uh, there was a guy. Uh, his name's Hustler Hacks. It was a YouTube channel that I, that I actually also re- I, I discovered years ago, like in 2018, when I first started going to the stores. I saw this guy selling all these shoes and cleats for crazy profit. I'm like, oh, I can do this. Uh, so I just pretty much looked what he was buying and then kind of learned from that. And then I found like a couple other people branch off that. And basically on Instagram, you meet more people and then you kind of see what other people are posting and finding. Yeah. And kept up in date them. You're an inspiration. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, if I thought about it myself, if I tried doing that, I, I have no idea what to do. Like, how do you? Uh, I don't you know how you got into that. You know? that is, yeah, that is true. That is true. true. You know, he, he also, I'm pretty sure, I remember Robbie, he has like a Discord where, like, a server where, like, there's a bunch of other people. They also resell, right? Resell? Yeah. So and then, we like, have a. What happened to that? discord group um it basically started with me and uh, eight other resellers uh, it was basically it's all started from a fantasy football chat that <laughs> we branched off into like a reselling group chat um that kind of was the people that were like active in that chat because we were like sharing like deals with each other so then we just did it with the people who were active so we just all started sharing with each other then eventually it got down to a core group of um eight of us and we one day, we one guy was like, he knows how to build the Discord. He built the Discord. And now it's been two years since we've been doing that. We have like 420 members. And, <laughs> That's uh, crazy. So it's, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely crazy like how much uh, it's grown, but it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. So what that, <laughs> what that, what that Discord community, um, you also talked about you look on Instagram and YouTube to find people and like when to make deals or where to find deals. So is it that you guys are sharing like what deals you guys are making or is like, are you guys helping each other or is it more of just like, how does that work? Like, is it like competitive um, or is you guys, are you guys helpful towards each other? We're, we're uh, it's basically like everyone's kind of trying to help each other. Like basically in the group, we post like we have one guy who like specializes in well, a few guys, but they specialize in like, online deals and they're posting like online deals they find all day for like profit and then we have like we have different tabs like we have like questions so we we help, always help out people like we have guys who are specialized in amazon and then some guys who specialize in like ebay and then we also have like in-store like when there's an in-store like at like walmart or something let's say there's a markdown or something and then um, we can tell people, oh, look out for this, or uh, we have different, like, for Burlington Marshall, so we can see what each other are finding and uh, kind of know when to go out. Okay. And I know you mentioned before, I was talking to you before, how um, you said on eBay, especially, the customer rating plays a big part into whether people, like, buy your stuff. So how how do you become, like, a reliable reseller so people know to buy from you? Um, Basically, just being like just smart when you're selling like i basically i had started like originally selling like years ago i used my dad's ebay account and he had like 
a couple feedback from like buying a couple things mm-hmm. and then i like sold like my old like nerf guns back then so i built up like 30 feedback from that like and then eventually uh once i started selling so i had like a little bit of a baseline so people could trust a little bit because like if you see like a zero mm-hmm. review person like it's hard to trust but you just basically gotta um just start from there get your first review and then you just keep going and you just as long as you're providing good customer service everything's gonna turn out fine and does that help you with other people who are selling like the same product like do you know if that helps at all um it might help sometimes it helps like when you have like better pictures because some people take like terrible like blurry pictures and then when you see that you're kind of like a little turned off from buying like that item more so so maybe like the person with cleaner pictures better like i feel like the feedback's like not like that huge of a deal unless like the person has like negative feedback because almost everyone has like 100 feedback i feel like mm-hmm. okay um, um, I, 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 I was just wondering say like can you take me like through the process of like say like you find these shoes and like their retail price is like 120 how do you go through the process of selling it um, basically, so at Burlington and like stores like that, like the shoe prices, like they're very, so they're normally like, let's say the hundred, nor, like $120 shoe, like let's say typically the retail is, it's going to be 50 at Burlington or whatever. But just because the retail price is like 120 the shoe could be selling from, like it could be selling for like 70 or 80 or 90 but pretty much it's just, I kind of, I kind of like know like the shoe models that are going to move. And then the ones that are kind of like, okay, this is just going to sit and not worth it for me to pick up. So it's kind of just getting used to seeing all the different ones. So now, like, it took time. Like, I, I used to always watch different videos on, like, shoes. Like, I watch, like, all the different shoe ones. So I have my uh, shoe knowledge on, like, every shoe. And then so now, like, when I see a shoe, I'm like, okay, I know this is going to be trash. Or I know it's, it's going to be good when I see it. Okay. Dante, did you have a question? How often do you like? Do you ever just keep them for yourself? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. I get whenever I find something in my size, I'm always tempted. Especially, I also look for like clothing stuff like that. Yeah. Like sometimes I find jerseys, and then like cleats. Like if I, I used to find some like soccer cleats, and I was like, oh, these are too sick. I gotta <laughs> keep them for myself. And then yeah, so I definitely get. I do keep a few pairs, but I also try to. Um, stay balanced with that and normally like if i have too many pairs i'll like if i'm not wearing a pair of shoes i'll just sell that one. And then eventually it'll be profit down the road because i mean i probably haven't worn it like that many times mm-hmm. so if i paid 50 dollars, I, I i probably will be able to make my money back if it's a good shoe mm-hmm. okay have you uh ventured out to any other markets for resale i know you talk about shoes and cleats are there any other parts and if you have like how does that compare to the the sneaker market retail um i do sell some this is like unrelated but i do sell like some football cards uh basketball cards like that type of stuff Uh, i got into that like like two years ago during like covid like kind of like when everyone else got back into cards like a lot of people did Mm -hmm. uh kind of got into like finding because i sometimes go to the card shows and i look for look for deals and i flip cards there or i buy cards on ebay and then i flip them uh later down the road um yeah, and then sometimes like hats, like yeah, like apparel, like all that type of stuff. Like, um, pretty much if it's worth selling, like I, I'm willing to sell it. But 
not too many other like weird things like over the years there has been some like random stuff i've sold but not really often michael you should get some hats oh yeah i'm trying <laughs> to become a hat, hat guy. guy i gotta i gotta start <laughs> buying some hats um so i i know like clothing like i see it all the time like people going to the goodwill outlet the bins staying mm-hmm. there for hours collecting clothes and like reselling them on like poshmark or other yeah. like depop stuff like that is that something you ever thought about or is that kind of just like something you're not interested in um i'm not really interested in that that's like kind of like a different like niche like um one of my friends he's uh he's really into the thrift thing and he's he's really good at it and it's just something i never was too interested in i like to more so deal with like brand new stuff like the extent of like thrifting is like i'll look for shoes at like plato's closet occasionally and it's just Mm -hmm. like a pre-owned shoe but i'm not really um into like the thrifting i'm more so like would rather like it be brand new and just not have to deal with like cleaning and all that yeah that makes sense yeah, um, i was gonna ask if you ever clean shoes and stuff but there's my answer yeah yeah i i, I do clean <laughs> i do clean them if i get them at like players or something and then occasionally like when you find a shoe at like one of these stores like they'll be like they got scuffed up because they're on just like on shelves so sometimes you gotta clean them up a little but yeah, so, not too often. could you take me through the process? Like, how how often do you go to like these to Burlington or Marshalls or these places? Like, like the, like through a normal day? Like, how like what do you do? Um. So normally it depends on like certain weeks. Like the, the stores could be getting nothing, and then when they're getting a lot, I'll go like literally almost every day. But if they're not getting that much, usually it's just twice a week. I go on like a route of stores, like and just like a loop around like it normally takes me like three hours or something to hit a bunch of stores and then i come back home but uh and then i hit the like the local ones like once a week maybe because it's not really too great of finds i normally find there normally i just start like my week doing that and then i sit the local ones and then the next couple days i'll choose two days of the week to kind of go on a longer route okay i know in the in the shoe reselling uh, place, I guess, community. There's like a negative connotation around people who use, like, I, I suppose with the new releases, they use bots to get all <laughs> the shoes to resell. That way, most people can't get it for retail price. So I know you go to like other like secondhand stores, but does that kind of like affect your reselling at all? Like, because people don't want to buy from resellers as much because people are using bots, so people don't get it for a retail price. No, not really. Just because. Um... The stuff I sell is not really in like the the bot like the botting stuff. Like people will buy that anyway. Like they like hypey stuff. Like, like the yeah, yeah all that okay. hypey stuff. Like I'll go for those releases, but those are more so like a bonus. Like I've hit some like good ones with that. Like there's it's just more so like a bonus because it's like more luck based than actual like you can you mm-hmm. can't really control. I I've actually been pretty lucky on like my Nike app. Like I've hit some really good drops, but. It's just most, some people don't even hit at all. Like, it's just, it's crazy hard to get. So it's not something I like, would rely on, but I definitely will go for them if if I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, so what are your thoughts on people using bots to claim? I mean, I'm, I, 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 I don't <laughs> like bots, but, you know, there's nothing you can do really. I mean, people spend, like, crazy money, and it's just, they just kill websites. Like, they, some, some sites you can't even get off manually, like, It'll just be someone just you'll see someone post like they got like a hundred pairs. Like it's like it's mm. it's it's just crazy. I mean, I wish they weren't didn't exist, but it's just 
it's not something that anyone's going to do. Even if someone figures out a way to block them, they they always figure out the next time. So you just got to mm-hmm. kind of just coexist. It's... And uh, I know TikTok is playing a big role in the retail price is actually raising because a lot of people are buying shoes that were like maybe $80, $90. Now they're like $100, $110. So do you see like a, I guess, more of a profit since some of the shoe market prices are rising? Um, It's actually been like over. So from COVID, prices were going like crazy, like on like it was like all markets, like like after COVID, like it started, everything started to shoot up like like all the stocks and all that. And then it's just it's just like any other market, like in the last like, I don't know, like six months or long. I don't remember how long it's been, but everything's just been crashing down, like every market and the shoe market's the same, like. Some, there there wasn't shoes hitting these stores for a long time because of that whole backlog. But now that all the inventory is hitting all these retailers, now they're trying like now they have to liquidate so much because they need money back, and it's just creating a flood of the market. All like all shoes pretty much have gone down. Um, all like just just pretty much like yeah like every other market. It's like even if the retail is like higher, like a lot more stuff's going back on sale now. Like for a while, stuff wasn't stuff was selling at full retail, like shoe wise, just because supply was so low. But now it's the opposite. It's go it's correcting itself back to normal. Okay, that makes sense. Do you have any um? So say like someone, one of the listeners, they they ended up they want to get into re, uh, resale. Do you have any like pros and cons? Like what what's some advice that you would give them? If they were um, just starting out, if they're trying to get into reselling, like you definitely just wanna, you can find people on like YouTube. Like, if you're starting with like low money, then it's best to start out in like thrifting because it can add up like at like Burlington and stuff. But like, um, and at like online, like going for the drops, it can be it can be expensive. So I'd say thrifting because your cost of goods is gonna be a lot lower. Like it's probably like a few bucks. Like you find a few dollars here or there, or you hit some garage sales or stuff like that that's probably the best place to start and then like searching on youtube looking for uh looking up reselling videos to kind of learn like about how to sell like how to use ebay how to use which apps you should be selling on my guy should start a youtube channel it could be you he already has a discord that has uh, 900 or 400 people in it might as well that's crazy dude so you've been Discord. Say it again. Say it again. What's the Discord? Uh, Heat Seekers Discord. Heat Seekers Discord. Okay. So you've been you're doing resale for a few years now. Um, where do you see yourself going within the future? Do you see yourself continuing it? Maybe adding more product, more volume, or what do you see yourself doing with resale? Um, I think I'll just I'll I'll I think I'll always do it. I don't know if I'll necessarily always do it full-time but i'll i'll do it as long as i can probably full-time because i like the freedom i get like i I don't have to um listen to like anyone else i kind of like i make my own decisions on my business so that's kind of the kind of the nice thing um but yeah who i i won't say like if there's a great opportunity in the future like for like a certain like to go into another certain market or job like I, I would definitely lay, leave that open. I think I'd always still like sell, even if it was like on like a part-time basis. Okay. Do you know anyone who does it like full-time? Um. Yeah. Like there's a career? A, yeah. There's a bunch of guys that actually in my group, like the guys that started it. Most of those guys uh, also do full-time. Um, 
there's a lot there's a lot of people out there that do do it full time um it's just it really depends on like what kind of like how how you're doing and like what your like setup is like if you're able to do it like if someone with a family like it's definitely like would be a lot harder to do you need to be doing a lot more numbers because you got a lot more you got a lot more stuff to pay for and um yeah and like you said before the markets so you can't control how the markets are going to go up and down so that also is like a yeah a barrier almost into doing it full-time or not yeah the good thing is like there's still always opportunity like because even if those the shoes are going down, that means more are hitting the stores, and then the prices have actually gotten cheaper at Burlington again. Because prices were raising for a while, they were getting to like seventy bucks for a pair, and some I even saw eighty. But now it's like back down to normal, which is actually it's a lot nicer. <laughs> um, I was wondering if you feel like sharing. What's like the biggest profit you made off? I was gonna ask a shoe. I don't know what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the the biggest profit I made off a shoe was a shoe that I got off the Nike app. I can double check what I sold it for. Um, I actually got two. It was near the same time. Um, it was actually, yeah, it was my biggest two sales I ever made, and they were like within uh, a short period of time. How long it was? Ago was uh, it was probably about about a year ago. I I don't remember the exact date. It might have been yeah. It was it was actually it might have been earlier, like in twenty twenty two. I don't remember around when, but it was the off white uh, Air Force Ones. I sold those for thirteen hundred, and then I sold the off white Dunks for it was lot fifty for uh, fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred. What do those go for for retail? Uh, it was it was 160 retail and like 150 retail. <laughs> what? Those Wait, ones no, were the ones I got. I got very lucky on those because those, mean, those were like the white are edition. very expensive. Like which yeah. ones were they? Which Air Force ones were they? Um, they were the Canary Yellows, and then okay. um, the off whites were the Dunks were the lot 50, which is basically I got so lucky because they basically for those it was just a random like exclusive access release. And I got the last batch. They did it throughout the days. I hadn't gotten anything. I literally got the last batch, the last hour, and I got um, the best one because all the other ones are going for like four hundred bucks. Um, mm-hmm. It's still good, but I I was like, when I opened it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I got so lucky because they basically had fifty different <laughs> pairs they could send you, and one in uh-huh. fifty were the ones that sold for the most. And I got super lucky on those. And then the other ones I got, that was just it's those releases are basically just pure luck. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I was very blessed. I got very lucky on those. Wait, so how much did you buy those shoes for then? You because you bought them. Um, I bought them off the app for one was one fifty ish, and then one was like one sixty ish. They're they're yeah, around dude. that. Out. I bought a resale. Dang, no, but the thing is, you have to get lucky. Like you call me Mr. Lucky. Releases. I'll do it unless you want to make bots. Not that you I mean, computer science. Make if you, bots. If you, you, you gotta just down, Nike. The Nike sneakers app is uh, that one. That's where they release like the limited edition shoes. You just basically gotta get lucky and the, there's a lot of complaints on that app because it yeah, is. Yeah, I always see people like oh, yeah. once again didn't get the release. Oh, missed again, missed again. That sucks. I see that. That's, that all that's how it happens. Ninety like ninety nine percent of the time. That's crazy. It, oh it's my certain, goodness, that's crazy. Yeah, so no, you were talking I, about oh go ahead no you can you can go oh how like you know you sold those and you looked at the app like oh my gosh like this is crazy so when you first started reselling 
was there like a, a thrill of like making it your first sales and like how was that compared to like now just oh, like yeah. normally making it's, sales? It, it was i sold like these pair of pumas i got them for like 16 bucks i sold them for like 25 dollars i was hyped i made like three dollars <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy in the beginning i, I was like making like I was just buying like some shoes I shouldn't have been buying, but making a few bucks, it, it the start of the rush. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, when I started to find like better shoes, I mean, it just started getting better. It's more so like the the thrill of the hunt is what I got like more of the rush for. Like a lot mm-hmm. of things, my favorite thing finding was uh, soccer cleats. Like that was just what I like to find. Like because I was finding a lot of the nice ones, so mm-hmm. finding those got me so hype. I used to it was very exciting. <laughs> I mean, it must be nice finding like, a good find in like a Burlington yeah, yeah. or stores yeah. like that. You don't expect nicer cleats to be at those stores. So when you do find them, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, when they were when they whenever they started hitting stores, like I made sure like those were the that's the times like when I'm in the stores like every day like yelling mm-hmm. when something like that hits. Like nowadays, like it's not really like we're kind of like in this like lull like it's a lot of the same stuff hitting the stores like there's still good stuff to get but it's like nothing mm-hmm. special there hasn't been like a special find in a while that i've gotten so i haven't really gotten anything too exciting but it's always fun just the thrill of the hunt uh, mm-hmm. and i i heard that at these secondhand stores sometimes the reason why that you have like nicer products in your stores is they might be like a defect or maybe overproduced like do you know like can you talk about like sometimes why um, shoes are in these Typically, it is like most of the shoes I find there do not have defects at all. A lot of people think that, but most of the shoes that if they have a defect, like it's I very rarely have found shoes with like good shoes with defects. Like it doesn't happen that often. Normally, it's just a regular shoe. Like they can get things from like a shoe like overproduced, like you're saying, like it'll flood the stores and it could be something that's not worth getting or it could be something like this, a certain batch, like they basically buy up batches of shoes from a distributor like nike's like nike's leftovers like if they want to liquidate a factory or if like when model sporting goods closed down they liquidated mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and then they could have sent it or like dick's sporting goods if they're liquidating a warehouse or something that's basically how they kind of get the shoes and like the clothing and stuff and then there, there's like the other retailers that are like like rant because you know burlington is like random stuff and all that mm-hmm. but yeah, so pretty much they liquidate those to the stores. They get it for dirt cheap, so they they sell it for pretty cheap still also. And mm. uh, yeah. So what counts as a defect? Um, a defect is like usually discoloration is the most common one. Like mm. it'll be like yellowed on like the soles or like yellow. If it's a white shoe, a lot of those shoes sometimes like whitening can happen because of the glue stains and all that. Um. But yeah, most of the most of the shoes like I've over the years like there's been some shoes like that have had defects, but not like not many. Like most of the shoes are perfectly fine. It's just they also get have gotten shoes like their shoes Nike makes for like play, Nike Adidas they make for players, but they can't like they're not ones that release to the public. So they, they get sent liquidated and sent to these stores. Like I used to, I found a couple like. I found like a few Dame Damian Lillard uh, samples. Like it's like stuff that you can't sell to the public. Also, that can get mixed in these batches, and they just get liquidated along with that because Adidas can't sell it. So they can just mm-hmm. they just send it to these stores because it's basically like it's nothing for them. So you can get some you can get some gems that way just because it was more so in the past. Like there hasn't been anything like that crazy recently, but definitely in the past, like there's been a lot like 
there'd be like a Jalen Brown, like Adidas sample or something, or like some some pretty cool shoes like that. Gotcha. Dude, I'm I'm gonna get into reselling. Dude, man. I'm blown away right now. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to sell a shoe for sixteen hundred dollars. What yeah. the heck? That that one's that one's just that one's a very rare lucky lucky uh lucky one. So dude, I can only imagine how you of... felt when you opened the box, dude. <laughs> oh, I I was so hyped. I'm like, I got locked. Are you kidding me? Because they basically they don't tell you what one you get when they ship it. Like oh. it was like a mystery type thing. So it was kind of a cool idea. But then I heard people who were getting the uh, the last batch of axes were getting the lot fifty ones. I'm like, no way, no way. Mm. And I open it. I'm wow. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely very very exciting. That was a. Uh, that was a nice, nice day. <laughs> mm. Earlier, you talked about how you got the the Travis Scott ones, and you sold them right away instead of holding them, and you know they ended up being worth more money. Has there been shoes that you buy and you're like, I'm just gonna hold on to these just in case they do raise mm-hmm. in, in price? Um, yeah, that, that was more so like a couple years ago. Like it was better to do that. Like there was a few shoes like you could hold. Like I had like accumulated a couple Jordan ones that I would hold on to, and like even. I, I had gotten the it's the was the Jordan One Turbo Greens. I like those so much. I'm like these are definitely going to go up in value eventually. A couple years ago, and mm-hmm. I bought one on actually GoDap for for basically retail. It was like 180 after after fees and everything. And it was when Jordan Ones weren't that crazy. And then they exploded. And then a couple years like a year and a half later, I sold them for like 530 dollars. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, it's like it's like that stuff like that doesn't really happen now just because the market's like back down again and stuff like usually starts high so it's like it's like too high to like have the right margin to like hold on to it but certain shoes mm-hmm. like i'll hold on to but not not too many anymore usually i just try and if it's hype shoe i usually just sell it right off because they start so high now it won't mm-hmm. happen like years ago like that that's that's that time's gone probably gotcha and i i've heard that StockX, you know they're supposed to be certifying the shoes making sure they're real and i've heard stories of how they have fake shoes so as a reseller how can you like guarantee to the buyer that these are non-fakes these are official shoes yeah it's like stuff like that like it's like when i sell a really expensive shoe like that i would only sell it on like the the goat app like basically where they authenticate it like that's who i mm-hmm. who i trust the most but also it's like for when you're buying a hype shoe like that like fakes are just so crazy but no one makes fakes for like any of these like generic like air max like right like there's not really like fakes for those so it's mm-hmm. usually fine and then also like people see like your reputation on ebay like if you have um whatever feedback so they'll, they'll know you're legit so basically for those shoes like cleats you don't really gotta worry like the, the stuff like that exists but it's like normally it's like horrible fakes like they, they mm-hmm. don't spend their time like making fakes of those they usually make a lot more fakes of like jordans and like more hyped up shoes okay and as a shoe person how do you feel about like reps like i know there's like a whole thing in the shoe community if you have reps and like why buy reps like just buy the real thing i know i don't know how big of a sneakerhead you are but how do you feel about about that yeah i i i love shoes but it's like i mean it's not really a big deal like i, I like i wouldn't myself do it but it's like if someone really wants like who cares like they people can do whatever they want i mean it's not like i mean i I wouldn't be the like even if it's like it's kind of like weird like if you're like 
buying like let's say it's a, like a shoe that goes for like two thousand dollars and buying fit like you may as well just buy like i feel like a better shoe like i would never wear like i would never buy a real shoe for that much like so i definitely mm-hmm. would like never condone doing that like people should not do that <laughs> it's not worth it just buy like a regular pair of jordan ones or something like mm-hmm. unless you're like like Kyrie you have it like that you know you want, like, yeah, yeah you got it like that but it's like it's not worth buying it for for resale i just honestly choose a different shoe model like you can buy like a non-hyped up version mm-hmm. and uh you can buy plenty of unique ones that are just aren't going to be like crazy prices gotcha man i don't know how that's so inspirational <laughs> <laughs> so inspirational look at robbie man you guys you have... matt dante have any other questions i was gonna say if uh robbie you have any like accounts you want to plug for all of our many listeners yeah <laughs> um yeah my my instagram is uh sneaker finds 12 and i also have another one where i post deals that other people find uh it's at outlet deals 12 and then obviously heat seekers discord you know best discord <laughs> yeah. in the game <laughs> yes, sir. all that will be in the uh, description well we'll make sure to put it in the description yeah you'll, right. get the, you'll get the best deals from him right robbie <laughs> I don't know if you'll get the best deals from me. Uh, but, nice. you know. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna say yes. You gotta say yes. You'll get the best deals from Ravi. You, you'll get some. You'll get some quality prices. You'll get some quality. Quality prices. prices okay. <laughs> I'll take quality that service, over. You know. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Quality service. I like that. All right. Well, thank you, Robbie, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, sure. It was a great episode. Really enjoyed learning more about the the resale sneaker game. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Yep. So, and uh, make sure to check out Robbie's links and accounts in the descriptions. And uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. Bye.